Hello everybody. Thank you for coming back to join me. Not sure I would if I was you because I hate my voice and my face. But you guys rock. So thank you. Anyway, so if you're new or if you haven't checked out our pages, just if you found us through YouTube or whatever, you know, search engine looking for true crime, um, head over to the pages that we've got going on Insta, Twitter, Facebook, Tumblr, um, and look up F up true crime, E double F E D true crime. And then in there, you'll see that I update it regularly on a daily basis on cases that come in on cases that are in the news hitting my feeds and we also update and put up videos and photos and anything that in regards to these videos that we do so in the vlogs so if you ever want extra information or extra images or just just to get an overall about any case that we discuss head over to those pages and there will be whatever you need to find with links and yeah but we've got i've also i've also started putting up questions about what you guys would like me to research and bring to you so if you want to get involved you'll get a mention when i choose the cases and i'm really 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 hoping to get around to them all but it's going to take a lot because I'm trying to do a vlog a day, but when it comes to research, it takes hours upon hours upon hours because I don't want to leave out any details. So if we will try and get them up as fast as we possibly can. Now that I've moved away from the fiction world, um, retired from the fiction world. Um, so there is more time for me to spend on looking up true crime cases something that I've wanted to do since I was 11 but you know life got in the way so now we're here 38 years old and we're finally here finally doing true crime for a living pretty cool but that's just me anyway so let's get through to today's case today so sad it's an ongoing case this is still going this boy is still missing but it's really odd it's really really an odd case it's i because normally i get a feeling you know when a child has either been abducted or a child's been if met, met foul play or if it's just an honest um grew up or you know this child's run away they can't find it yet but this case has taken me in so many different directions that it's it's frustrating i'm hoping that eventually the truth will come out but for now all we've got is what we've been told um so on may 6 2020 uh, a young boy by the name of dylan Ela went missing and you've probably seen his little face all over your social media feeds because in the beginning it was high press, but now it just feels like everybody's forgotten about this family. And uh, just, it, 
I don't know, there isn't many reports coming in now. And it's not like we're years down the track either. We're not years down the track and, you know, it's dwindled off. We're talking, what, three months? Three months? It's just weird. Anyway, so Dylan was visiting his grandparents in Elizabeth Street, Truro, North Nova Scotia. Now, at 1.30 p.m., the grandmother he was visiting claimed she turned her back for a minute while they were out playing and Dylan was gone. Mm, get into that. Police stated that Dylan had been playing in Grandma's yard on Elizabeth Street on the afternoon of May 6th. They said that the woman became distracted by the family's dog. And when she turned back around, the boy was gone. More than a minute, you know. Now, Dylan was reported missing at around 1.21 p.m. of that day. And immediately, the police launched an extensive search for the boy. They arrived at the home within four minutes of being dispatched, I believe. So how does this happen? How do you turn your back for one minute and a little baby's gone? I mean, he's three years old. How far could he have gotten? But, you know, I'll put up a map of um, everything, the places where they think he went. Um, I did some searching on Google Maps so that I could show you what happened or where it happened. Anyway, so yeah, you've got to be diligent when you're with children, especially outside. And yeah. So when the authorities were brought in, immediately surrounding neighbours and family, along with police officers and SES workers, began to search for the little one. Now, the first search crew was sent to the Salmon River, which isn't far from the grandparents' house. However, I'm not sure about the whole river theory or the river investigation theory that well not theory of course they 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 searched the river um but i'll put up a map now you'll be able to see how close yet how far the river is from the house and you'll be able to see for yourself so which leads me to if, if this child's got into the river, you will see for yourself how far it is. It can't be as little time as she claims that she turned her back on him. Can't be. Not that I'm blaming, not that I'm trying to do that. I'm just trying to be logical here. So, yeah. The river, the whole river thing is a bit iffy, if you ask me. But, got to start somewhere. So... The authorities began to search, uh, to their del absolute delight. Um, although the water was deep in places, it was clear and visible. Um, it was excellent conditions for them to search, cold but excellent. They, the river was very clear, even though it was running. 
So the dive, the divers jumped in and used sonars to, um, just to try and like locate the boy that is in fact where he'd gone. So there was also reports that over the next few days, it was very cold overnight, very, very cold conditions. And when I read that, I always get this, you know, I always imagine these poor little ones freezing, you know, tucked up, freezing, hungry, just wanting to be saved. And I think that's the part that hurts most when you think about that. You just, when they're alive, you know how cold they are. You know how horrible the conditions are. And it just, yeah, it, it, it hurts my heart. Um, but here's another part, all right. An ambit alert was never issued for this boy. Never issued. Um, the authorities indicated that they did not feel foul play was involved at the time. But still, keep an eye out for this boy. You know, it's it's a no-brainer if you ask me. You can state that there is no foul play, but please look out for this child. Isn't that what Amber Alerts are for? To for, for us to help find children. We don't really get them here in Australia. I do know that some towns do, but I myself have never received an Amber Alert. So yeah, I think that Australia needs to pull their socks up and issue Amber Alerts when kids go missing. Anyway, I, I still believe, yeah, they should have. So there should have been one, especially, you know, after we look at these cases, like here in Australia, a few years back, we've got the William Tyrrell case, which the world knows about poor little kid so little William was um, he was around the same age as oh he was a little bit older um, as Dylan but he just up and vanished into thin air I have my theories uh, but de foul play was definitely involved the police believe that foul play was involved um, and although the case isn't closed oh it's not fully closed there was uh, right now the coroners are uh, in court trying to piece everything together a lot's come out of that a lot of things that I, I guessed would come out but it's still there's no there's no body there's no boy there's no nothing and it just feels like he just vanished but um yes yeah, so with william he ran around the side of the foster grandparents house he was in foster care so a lot of details were not allowed to be brought out because both him and his sister were placed with this family so the family the foster family wanted to go out there and wanted to address the world but uh, the due to the laws over here and protection of foster children that wasn't the case that wasn't allowed to happen so there was a lot of details and a lot of probably information that should have been shared that wasn't um, so he yeah he ran around the side of the house it was very it was like a in the in the country 
kind of things. So yes, there were neighbours, but they were very far apart. And there was forest on that side of the house. So when they were unable to see him at first, they could hear him roaring as he was playing a lion at the time. And then suddenly the roaring stopped. They couldn't hear him, they couldn't see him, and they did, they called out to him, of course. Um, but the, within moments, we're talking moments, this little boy was gone uh, and believed to be abducted. Now I'll carry, I will cover this case very soon because this case haunts my dreams. I know a lot of cases do, but with the William Tyrrell one is, I'm pretty sure I know who did it. I'm pretty sure I know what happened, which I will share my theories with you and how I came to them. Because how does a child just up and disappear like that without foul play? But in that podcast dedicated to William, I'll discuss the theories, which are my theories alone. And I'll leave it up to you, the listeners and the viewers, to make up your own minds about that case. Now, moving forward, little Dylan was described by his grandfather as an active boy. The grandfather also told press agencies that Dylan liked to play games with them. So hide and seek, he liked to hide. So initially, the grandfather was just hoping he had gone off and hidden somewhere, which kids do. They do. They think it's hilarious. When you're running around screaming their names, they think it's funny. Usually you'll hear them chuckle while you're having a heart attack looking for them. Might have done it. It just, yeah. Um, so when he was last seen, he was wearing camouflage pants blue rubber boots and a winter coat with US flags printed on them. So they were able to identify if they saw him, little Dylan. So the search, but the search for the river that day, it turned up nothing. So they needed to change their way of thinking and searching, but they just kept going with this river theory. Um, and they wouldn't, it's like the John Bonnet Ramsey case, you know, the police were so dedicated and they're, you know, they were so set that the family had done it, which we will get to that because let me tell you, I got my theories. Um, they were so on the family that they could never, which they should have been by the way, they, could, they wouldn't bring themselves to investigate anything else. They wouldn't bring themselves to, it was a weird case though, to go outside that. And the same thing's happening here with Dylan, I believe. So the police in the area put a post up on Facebook that day stating, having civilians on site could to search could potentially lead to destruction of evidence or tracks, which 100% accurate. I agree with 100%. And I know that people want to help and I know that people want to just find this little boy, but unless you're trained in search and rescue and how to preserve evidence, it's never a good idea to have civilians in a search such as this. 
but they did ask the residents to search their properties top to toe to see if the little boy was anywhere in sight, which you would, and they did, but there was no sign of him. So later in that evening, the search um, found, one of the searchers found Dylan, one of Dylan's boots, his little rubber boots, close to, on the river bank, close to the grandparents' house. River theory again, I know. Um, but there are conflicting reports on this boot. One, one report says searchers found it, another set of fire department found it. Um, one report said there was two, one report said there was one. So it just felt like all the reporters, all the, you know, the, the seasoned reporters, the ones that know their job and know what to do, just felt like they would all, were all on lunch. And the inexperienced ones were, had taken control, but that's just me. Um, but, but this boot, or boots, I'm pretty sure it was a boot, I've read more articles saying it was one rather than two. Um, it's the only evidence they have. At least it's the only evidence they've told the public about. So, I also read, see this is where I get frustrated because other, once again, reports are screwed up because I've read that earlier in the day the boot wasn't there. They had searched that area. The boot wasn't there. Yet later that night, it was. So someone must have put it there. They've heard, you know, let's go with kidnapping just as a theory right now. So if someone's kidnapped this boy and they hear that there's a boot left, or they, or they, no, sorry, or they've heard that they're searching the river, well then that's just easy for them to plant the boot, isn't it? They plant it, no one knows that he was kidnapped. These theories just, yeah, keep coming. So he could have been kidnapped and it could have been placed there. There's been speculation that the father put it there, but none of that has been further investigated on or the police haven't come forward to say that, yes, this is foul play. So someone knows something, someone must know something or someone has seen something. Uh, but with the boot, you know, the even if they went there during the day and the water level was lower, uh, was higher during the day than at night, that the boot wouldn't just sit there. It was a fast running river. So the boot, there's no ways that the boot would have been still in that location next to the grandparents' house. So now a lot of people think that the parents had something to do with this disappearance, but I'm not sure. I'm really not sure. Usually I have a gut instinct, a gut feeling on these kinds of things, but I really don't with this one. Um, I do wholeheartedly believe that there was a third party involved. Maybe a predator living in the area. Maybe he was picked up just by someone because it was an opportunity to do so. However, I highly doubt that 
in this case because kidnappings by strangers are just so rare. They only take up in over a year, 10% of kidnappings of children are done by strangers. 90% are done by someone that knows them and someone that or someone that knows the family which is absolutely fascinating because I used to think that it was the absolute opposite that you know strangers were picking up these kids but the numbers I guess don't lie but this is America too but Australia's numbers were pretty similar something like 12% or something something like that 12% of kidnappings in Australia and 88% are family members so it did it blew my mind when I first initially like started investigating these kinds of things a few years back um, and the numbers haven't really changed over the years either they might go up a percent down a percent but it's never it's never dramatic it's never drastic uh, so at the time of his disappearance, unfortunately, the river uh, they were searching had high levels and it was so quick moving, so quick and rapid, which only means that if he had fallen into that river, his body would have possibly traveled kilometers miles whatever you want to go with but kilometers here in australia so it, it if it was as fast as I, the claims that i have read then he the kid could be anywhere firefighters um did the river search but they came up empty-handed as well they they went in with the dive team to help so it was in this time that Dylan's mother Ashley posted to Facebook that night that the that the boots had been found. She then went on to express her thanks to all the people that were continuing to search for her boy. Quote, every officer, rescue team member, volunteers, family, friends, and every other person who is praying for us, thank you. It gives us comfort to know that all of these people who don't know me nor my family are out looking with every tool they have. So, end quote. As you can imagine, early in the search, people canvassed the neighborhood, you know, the police canvassed the neighborhood as well as the residents. They scoured every inch of the surrounding areas of the grandparents' house and they came up with nothing. But unfortunately, a week after the search began, the police decided that it was now turning into a recovery mission. So they just were expecting a dead body and nothing else. So amazingly, amaz see this is what gets amazing. Nothing else has been found according to police at this period of time. So a week after. So there were no leads and no new press conferences. There was a few articles in a few different papers, but that was it. Uh, it, it there are press conferences that I will bring up as we go along, but the majority of these press conferences took place in the first week. So it just feels like, 
yeah, it, it feels like everybody's given up. I know, and I know that the police are putting some sort of effort in, but as a civilian, even though I live in Australia, it just feels like the whole case has died. It feels like everyone was in for this search effort in the beginning and got bored. That's the only way I can put it. It sounds horrible, but they were bored of this. Um, but shortly, shortly after his disappearance, his parents went on to hold an interview. A cash reward will be offered to anyone who brings three-year-old Dylan Ehler home safe and alive. A plea from the boy's heartbroken parents. Please bring him home because I need him. We miss him. Um, He's everything. We love him. He has a happy life here at home and he deserves to be here at home with us. So please bring him home. The toddler was last seen in his grandmother's yard in Truro on the afternoon of May 6. She turned away for a moment and Dylan was gone. She immediately called for help and within minutes, neighbors and police were scouring the area. His parents say the details don't add up. There was a few neighbors that went directly to the river. So within, before the cops even showed up, it was four minutes. So they were there within a minute or two to the river, you know, and then you know, 7 p.m. or the, the times that the boots were found were at nighttime. So who says that somebody didn't throw them in the water? An extensive search on land and in the water was launched in the days that followed. A helicopter, drones, underwater cameras, just some of the technology used. But there was no sign of Dylan and his parents fear their son may have been abducted. There was no signs of him, no, no footprints, you know, like... I don't believe that he went in the water that fast. It's pretty hard to, to believe. Police say this is an active missing persons case and investigators continue to update the family and follow any leads and tips that come in. The reward is being funded by the family's GoFundMe page. We hope that this will, you know, get somebody to speak up, to bring him home, to try a little harder to find him because we want him home. $10,000 will be rewarded to anyone who brings Dylan back alive and safe. $1,000 will be offered for information that directly leads to his whereabouts. His parents are desperately hoping this will bring Dylan home. Now, I could be wrong. I have known to be wrong. Don't tell my husband I admitted that because I will never admit that to him. But I find it a little unnerving that the fact that the mother was as calm and placid as she is, I know that they would be sedating me. There is no chance that I would be able to be up and about in this first week, uh, first month. They would have to sedate me. I would be in bed under the covers, making sure that my mind didn't know what was going on because I couldn't handle not knowing where my kid is. I couldn't handle it. And it, in the end, her voice does break. However, I did not see one tear shed. And I didn't in any other interviews that I have watched. There was always the voice breaking, but no tears. Does that have something to do with it? I don't know. Does that make them in on it? I don't know. 
but I, it's, yeah, it's like I said, I could be wrong, but did you also notice the father shaking like he was doing this? And it, it really distracted me the first couple of times that I saw the clip, so I had to keep going back because I just kept getting distracted by this. I'm like, mm, what's going on? He was bouncing up and down, and I don't want to speculate, which I will. Let's face it, there's no filter here. I, you know the little guy that is born, and when you're born, and he's the one that has to say to you, shut up, you need a filter? Yeah, when I was born, he was dead. So I've never been had a filter because, yeah, I was never born with one. But um, I know a guy. Could there be drugs involved? Could there be drugs involved? Um, I don't want to accuse him. I just want to put the theory out there. It's just that a friend of mine, when I found out he was doing crystal meth, because he was doing the bouncing thing, so I'm like, I've got to investigate this, because if this idiot is doing drugs, I don't want him near my kids. Um, so he was bobbing up and down all the time. So it just triggered me a little, you know, when I saw this interview. But I guess only time will tell, although he is a big man. And usually these meth heads, women not so much. Women seem to, we just can't lose the weight even on meth. <laughs> but oh, some do, some do of course. But uh, usually they're skinny, you know, gaunt looking men when they're on these drugs. Because their bodies, which are assholes for, they can, men can shed weight quicker. And it shits me, really shits me. We have to give birth, we have to put our body through all that crap. And they just get to lose weight. Rude. Uh, so police went on to say that they, they were aware about the speculation of foul play in Dylan's disappearance. Because uh, there's Facebook groups popping up left, right and centre about this case. And that seems to be the only source of information except when i went on there yesterday so the 9th of july i asked if you know does anybody know if there's been any updates and there's been nothing we don't know a damn thing but they but the co the police do continue to say that they don't believe our play was involved but and detective oh not detective officer mcneil at the local PD there said, I can guarantee you that we have been following up on leads. We've been conducting a missing, pers missing persons investigation from day one. And right at this point in time, there is nothing to suggest foul play. That may change. It may not, but right now, there's nothing to suggest that. Yeah. The police then went to use search dogs in this case. So, you know, to sniff out. I'm guessing that it just said search dogs, but I'm guessing that they utilized the cadaver dogs as well. Because if they didn't, then that's one avenue that needs to be used. But the dogs came up with nothing. Now, because the dogs came out with nothing, 
it only makes my suspicions higher that there was foul play involved because when a search dog searches they follow the scent but if a child has been picked up there's no scent and the, the dogs didn't find it so this child could have been picked up abducted who knows so I think he was grabbed but if they haven't managed to find it then why wouldn't you just wouldn't you think foul play I know I would be the first place I'd look so every local government agency has been involved in those first few weeks the Truro Fire Service, ground search rescue teams, along with other government agencies from neighbouring towns of Colchester County and Halifax. Uh, the Department of Natural Resources helicopter came in to help with the search also. But on the Sunday after his disappearance, the police searches began to focus on Highway 102, which runs very much beside Salmon River and they walked the river when the tide when the tide was low so but the last article stated that nothing came out of that search either nothing it, it, this three-year-old is just gone but they are dead set on the fact that this little boy has passed away because they are on a mission now to recover which might not be the case it could just you know he could have been grabbed and someone's holding him hostage we've seen it before so of course the command post was set up by the not far from the grandparents home in the Timbits soccer field and a mannequin was used in the search for Dylan. So they've dressed him up just like Dylan. And just to jog people's minds, it does help. It's a, it helped in the case down here of, oh wow, his face is in my head. Oh my goodness. Anyway, there was a case here where they'd use a mannequin and it did jog people's memories. So it can work. Daniel Morecambe. That's the kid. Daniel Morecambe, uh, he'd been missing for the 10 years and then it's only recently, in the last couple of years, that finally Brett Peter Cowan was caught and finally came, not came clean, he, he, he came clean but didn't know he was being recorded coming clean. Anyway, so, but nothing, reported apparently was any help which this happens in all cases the police like to keep well look there could have been information used but police in this they like to keep information from the public information that only uh, anyone that was with him on that day or anyone that could have taken him on that day would have knowledge of so something that they wear, something that uh, they do, something that is left behind so that they can identify perpetrators 
if needed. So if an individual knows something that hasn't gone out into the press, they know that that is the person that they need to solely, or not solely, keep an open mind, but that is the person that they need to be looking at further. And Truro Mayor Bill Mills went on to extend a message to the community regarding the local tragedies that had happened because this is over COVID. This is still a COVID stage when this started. So it was, it would have been in lockdown too for the states. So open quote, in the wake of recent tragic, tragic events that seem to have had an effect on all of us in one way or another, coupled by the ongoing COVID situation, the easiest thing to do would be to give up and succumb to the depths of despair. However, I believe this community can persevere. We are resilient, we are strong, and we remain united with hope. We stand together in solidarity, even if it has to be six feet apart for now. Good. So, that's cute but it doesn't really help. But at least the mayor's trying to get a positive message about it all out there. But here's where things get very interesting. <laughs> the parents of Dylan, four days prior to Dylan's disappearance, they were both charged with domestic assault both. Ashley Brown, 32, mother, was charged on May 2nd with assaulting Dylan's father, Jason. Jason, 33, was also charged that day with muttering a threat to cause death to Ashley. Now, he's also facing charges of committing mischief by willingly damaging an Apple iPhone belonging to Ashley and both were to appear in court on June 10th last month. For the life of me, I cannot find anything on that verdict. And I've tried. I tried every different search engine, I tried the courts, I tried everything, but I could not find a verdict in that case. So it's, it's as I said, the world's forgotten about this family. Now, but when they were charged on the second, four days before his disappearance they were ordered by the court not to communicate directly or indirectly with one another except through a third party to arrange for child visitations through a lawyer but the couple four days later did appear on camera together on ctv the clip that i showed you to talk about their son's disappearance so i'm not sure how that works I'm not sure if they would have to go to the judge and say, look, we need to be together to do these things to try and help our son. I mean, surely, surely there would have to be some sort of break that could happen so that, that could, so that they could deal with this. Police have claimed that they are aware of the domestic issues, but they still believe that there is no foul play at hand. Chief McNeil stated that there is absolutely no evidence to link the domestic charges with the boy's disappearance. Yes, we are aware, and this has no bearing on our investigation into Dylan's disappearance at 
this point. From our perspective, the two are not connected and they are totally irrelevant. Take what you will of that. So Jason, the father, then after all of this went on to tell CTV news. It feels like day one over and over and over again. I just want him to come home. Now, Ashley, the mother, did another interview. She stated, quote, we didn't expect the outpour to be as big as it was. We didn't expect people to reach out like they have been and to help as they have been. It's a small comfort to know people are out there helping and, you know, want to bring him home as much as we do. He is the most outgoing little boy I've ever seen and it just blows my mind that every day with all the things that he does, close quote, confusing at the end there, but uh, it's a quote, I gotta go with the quote. So further on, Dylan's father did another interview stating that Paw Patrol is his favorite show. The Cat in the Hat is his favorite book. He loves to play with toy trucks and planes. And he asked us to read to him every day. He's one of them kids that never gave up. It didn't matter what he was trying to do. And if you hurt, if you heard him hurt, I'm guessing that's meant to be hurt himself. He's always, he's always get back up and try and try until he did what he was going to do. He was amazing. Close quote. The fact that the father is using past tense when speaking about his son in the period where they were still searching for him and hadn't made it a recovery operation speaks volumes to me. It doesn't sit right in my gut. Why would you talk about him in the past tense if you were hoping for him to come home? Then again, I have not been in this situation. It's just that I have a big mouth and I will go with any theory that I can to just make sense of cases. So if speaking in past tense, it just makes me wonder, does he know what happened to Dylan? Does he know that his son isn't alive anymore? Because that's what it alluded to. But I guess that remains to be seen because this case is still ongoing. So Ashley, the mother, went on to say, quote, we are just completely heartbroken and afraid, but we will, we are remaining hopeful that someone will bring him home. There will be a miracle and he'll come home, close quote. So at least she's talking about him in the present tense. Maybe mum doesn't know anything. Maybe mum is innocent. But on the following Wednesday, just before they were calling it a, a recovery mission, the mannequin that they had used to jog people's memories was used and dropped into the river where the boy was last, near where the boy was last seen on May 6th. 
Now the mannequin was made to match his height, weight, and the mannequin was also wearing similar clothing to what Dylan was wearing, which I will put a photo up of what he was wearing on that day for you to see. Cute little munchkin, very cute, but you know, all kids are, well, until they hit that age. Anyway, the mannequin was also equipped with radio transmitters, which were, re and reporting stations were set up along the riverbank to capture the signal. And as it captured the signal, the helicopter was above following the mannequin, taking the information from that and following through to see where it would go. So Police Chief McNeil explained again to CTV News, as the mannequin floats, the idea is that it will give a position of receivers and it will be able to help us map and chart a possible area to search again. He also said that this trial was not meant to be exact science. However, it is believed that the exercise did produce some useful information that the team will be evaluating. Police then went on to say that the data from the experiment had been collected, mapped out and charted and that the dive team was going to be briefed to go in. Now, one of the officers, it, was, it just says local police here, I don't have a name. Uh, the dive team will be returning with a side sonar scanning device that should identify objects that need further inspection in the water. So they're gonna, they're still going with this river. Okay. But later, Dylan's mother, Ashley, did another interview stating, quote, we are desperate for answers. There's a lot going on and there's a lot and there's nothing going on. It's a complete nightmare. It's excruciating, end quote. So she knows, she knows that there's, I know that she doesn't want to put the police department down because they're the ones searching for her son, but by stating that there's nothing going on, tells me she knows that what we, the rest of us do, that there isn't enough time, money, effort, which I know that police departments don't have a lot, but, or they do, but the search of a child should outweigh a lot of other things, especially finances. But the search and rescue after 12 day, after May 12th was called off. So the search, done. But the family members and the community are continuing to search for the boy. In lieu of this, Ashley went to say, thank you isn't enough. We appreciate every prayer. We appreciate every little bit of help we get, end quote. So when the reward went up offering $10,000 for Dylan's safe and live, alive return, it stated live, And there was $1,000 put up to anyone that leads them to their son. People were confused because with this reward came an expiry date. So 
which I'd never heard of before. I'd never heard of there being an expiry date. And the expiry is on July 15, 2020, so five days from now. So we will update in five days and see if anything comes of this. Uh, there were so many questions. Everybody had so many questions because it just seemed to be the only thing people were talking about once this reward came out. So they actually had to come out and state that the reason they put the expiry date on the reward is because they wanted instant results. They wanted anyone with information to come forward fast, as you would. Um, so the mother said, we don't want any, we don't want somebody to have the opportunity to take their time. We want a sense of urgency with this reward. So when I first saw it before the explanation, I was like, are you kidding me? Do you not give a shit? Are you trying to keep the money for yourself? But I sat and thought about it for a while and it began to make sense. It began to make a complete sense to me because if there's a time limit and someone wants the money and they have the information, then it will come sooner rather than later. I thought it was genius. So I did a complete 180 on that one. But further down the track, Dylan, Dylan's parents say they believe it's possible their son might have been kidnapped and that his boots could have been thrown off the small railway bridge that passes close to Salmon River. Now someone's making sense. So the yeah, the, the family is now moved on to that. They believe the police put all of their attention into the searching the river and perhaps not enough into entertaining other possible explanations for Dylan's disappearance. But even when they went to the police with their, not so much theories, but with their, you know, theories, asking them to look at other avenues, the police still said foul play is not involved. They know something we don't. Because if they're not going off with foul play, they know something that we don't. Uh, apparently, their parents have been investigating the case themselves. Now, they've been talking to people, making phone calls and putting up posters. And Dylan's father, after the, they launched their own investigation, went on to say that Quote, I believe he was kidnapped, but it's hard to say what really happened because all they have is the boots. I feel like he was kidnapped. A lot of people feel like he was kidnapped, but we don't know. That's the problem. No one knows. It's been a nightmare. It's been a complete nightmare. It's the worst nightmare coming true. There are no words for it. One way or another, we would like some closure. See, closure still means death. And that, it, you know, after a month or so, that's still only a month. I would like to believe that my child was still around. He also went on to say, I, oh, hang on. No, I've just doubled that one up. So as the, uh, my editing today is not the greatest um, as the case is still ongoing like I said I wish I could 
I wish I could sit here and give you the answers to all of this. I wish that I wish there was closure to this case one way or another. I would prefer it very much that he is safe from harm and that someone's just I always like to think that so that you've got those women that can't have babies that are desperate to have babies and the adoption process takes a long time and it takes a hell of a lot of money so you've got those women that kidnap and when cases like this come up it's not that I yeah do you know what no I do I always hope that this is the case and that they will be found alive and happy and well I would always prefer to think that way and and I hope that this is the case but if you are in the states and you have you know of Dylan's whereabouts please contact local police services at 902-895-5351 now you can report anonymously if you don't want to be involved, which sometimes there, there are reasons, there are good reasons for people not to want to come forward. But anonymously, just please give, give them a call, mask your voice, whatever it takes. Please come forward and please help this little boy sad situation but i will keep you updated on this case that is all we've got for now and there aren't a lot of updates but i will keep trying i will keep digging so yeah now if you're interested i'd be very grateful if you popped over to our accounts on facebook twitter tumblr insta and just drop us a line and tell us what case you would like looked up, what case I can dig into for you. I've always got a list of so many cases I want to dig into, but we can always use more, always use more. And there are a hell of a lot of them. Let me tell you, you should see my Facebook timeline. Holy crap. I did not realize I was a part of so many true crime pages and groups and oh, and it's amazing. I love it. I love not being in the fiction world anymore. I love true crime. Um, so go through, go, yeah, if you've got, if the Jean-Benet Ramsey case, I really, really, really want to cover and a few people have told me, yeah, go for it, but there's just so many out there and I'm not 100% sure. But, I'm going to, she doesn't know it yet, one of my uh, Facebook friends, followers, did handwriting analysis and I'm going to today try and see if she'll come on with us and do a case, the, the John Bonet Ramsey case and just give us her thoughts about the writing in the letters, which whole case is just so messed up but I hope you'll join us tomorrow I am not 100% sure what we're going to do I really really want to uh, cover over the weekend Toya Cordingley's death from Queensland 
that happened a couple of years ago now, but the main suspect in that case actually fled to India. And the the family of the man that has fled did interviews stating that they don't know where he is, but he, apparently he's in Punjab somewhere, which is where his family members are. And it, it, India is notorious for being pains in the butts when it comes to extradition. So I guess we'll have to wait and see, but there is a lot to cover on that case. And it is just horrible. You should not have to, as a woman, think that you need a weapon. I do, I go for walks, so, cause my cardiologist told me that I have to exercise more, but I've got rheumatoid arthritis, so it's a little bit difficult. So walking is what I do. And I kid you not, I know it's illegal, but I always carry an eye, always. And I'm glad I do, because I don't have any strength to fight someone off. So you gotta do what you gotta do. I got a tomahawk underneath the driver's seat in my car as well, just in case. You never know, you never know. This world is muffed up, people. It is so screwed that everybody needs to be aware. And we don't even really have guns here, but that doesn't stop them from using weapons against us. It doesn't. There's still violence here, but fortunately we haven't had a mass shooting in over 20 years now. And the banning of guns and the, the prices of guns over here is absolutely ridiculous. You should see. If you watch that Jim Jeffries special that he's got on guns, he is 110% spot on. I suggest you go watch it. No, I really wish America would crack down on their gun laws. I know people feel they need to be armed over there, but if you don't have guns, if no one's got guns, then you don't need to be armed with such things. But or you could be like me because pepper spray and tasers are illegal here. So I make my own, not taser, pepper spray. And because we women need something on them just in case. It's anyone that's been attacked knows that this is imperative. So we will cover more of these subjects as we go on. But for now, I have to go and feed my son his lunch before he comes barging in here. So thank you and make sure you hit us up over at our social media pages and tell us what you want. Have a good day. Bye.